Welcome to another episode of the Be True to You podcast, a podcast designed to question what we've been taught, talk out perspectives, and break through to be our most true selves. I'm your host, B, and today I have Eva joining the podcast. Eva says a song that encompasses their essence is To Be Loved by Lizzo. Eva, welcome. Woo-woo, hello. Hey, queen. <laughs> I'll be asking them our traditional eight questions today so that we can gain a little bit of perspective into Eva's life. You ready? I'm ready. All right. We're starting off with a three-for-one special. Who are you? What do you do? And is that where you want to be right now? Um, my name is Eva. I am a teacher mm-hmm. and... You know, teachers are going through some stuff right now. <laughs> I could get into it, but it's a whole thing. Just to support the teachers in your life yeah. and just know that it's like it's a hard position to be in and it's a lot more than like your experience as a kid because I feel like a lot of people think they know what yeah. it is and it is tough. There's a lot going on right now. Um and but yeah, overall it you know, I feel like I've been called to do it, but I do struggle with everything that's been or just you know how difficult it's I mean honestly since I started teaching like I was gonna say well did, you went to college for teaching yeah honestly, yes. I didn't remember yeah that. um but like <laughs> is that what you wanted to be your whole life um yeah pretty much I was kind of like it was more of a, like I don't know what else to do because right. like I loved history and I was just like I had a lot of teachers in my life I was just like good at school I guess so it right. just made sense right um and I'm usually pretty good with kids so it kind of just made sense but um just going into it my first year it was just a lot a lot harder than I thought it was going to be a lot more um and so like yes there's a lot of good that comes from it and you get to be a part of so many things and a role model in so many kids lives and like that's awesome those connections but it's it is a really hard job yeah um I mean lots of jobs are hard right but it's a really hard job no absolutely so like where would you be if you weren't in teaching um, still trying to figure that out, but okay. we're, we're riding it for now okay. and in a pretty good spot. So, okay. but yeah, but figuring it out, figuring it out is fine <laughs> enough for us here because that is what we're trying to do in this whole podcast. And honestly, in all sorts of life, um, question number two, Eva, what is the biggest breakthrough you've had recently or of all time? Well, <laughs> um, so I've been single, like my pretty much my whole life. <laughs> yes. Um, like high school, college, I had like a short six month relationship, um, right before COVID. Um, yeah, <laughs> that I broke up with on the side of the highway. I'm so sorry, Zach. I apologize. I probably shouldn't have said his name, but like, um, if he finds this, <laughs> I, I will give him money. Like that would be crazy. What the um, heck? like just you know, and if that doesn't show you right there, right, that I'm figuring stuff out, I. Yeah. You know, it was always a big insecurity of mine. Like, I felt really secure as a person and, like, self-confident, but I was so insecure in aspects of, like, dating and just not feeling like, like, why would someone want to date me? Feeling really, like, bad about body image. Like, I was like, I'm a fine human out in the world, but, like, why would someone choose to date me? And that was kind of the voice in my head and after I think a lot of it comes from like we're kind of religious background and then by the time and I just kind of felt like I was like the buddy in high school like yeah ah, like I would go to prom with my friends and stuff like that always the best thing yes, yeah always the best thing. it never it didn't like it kind of bothered me but it just like then it got to be at the point of college of like oh I'm embarrassed about it now it's been so long like am I ever gonna find anyone but then I also didn't want to 
compromise and I saw so many of my friends compromising. So I guess it was a benefit of that is like being on the outside of it and getting to watch and getting to kind of be like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, you know, just, so yeah, it was like definitely a point where I was like, okay, I'm probably going to be single the rest of my life. I'm cool with this. Like you were, I've adjusted, like I'm happy with my life. Like there's, I mean, I know people, I've talked to friends and stuff who are like, I get pressured by my family members and stuff. And luckily I didn't have any of that, but I did kind of just feel that pressure of myself. Everyone, oh, everyone's getting engaged. Everyone else has someone. Yeah. 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 So, um, when I got into, when I found my current boyfriend, (laughs) stumbled (laughs) stumbled upon him, (laughs) not really stumbled upon him. Um, it was a big surprise. And so, um, like she's leave falling. Oh, also he's, um, Bethany's like bestie and oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's how I know it. <laughs> his name is Jack um we've been together a year yeah we've been together a year like, and some it was change like close. yeah it was yeah. just like just yeah March that's right yeah so um I met him through Bethany in college and we knew each other for years but like you know yeah nothing ever happened we rekindled at her birthday party aka the best birthday party <laughs> of all time it was drag race themed it was amazing that's all right that's um, good. It, was good. it was epic and uh not only was it a great birthday party but i got to rekindle say, we have to talk about it you guys will <laughs> never believe so um one of our friends jill actually was like recording a video for my birthday and eva was the like mc the star of the show honestly i was barely in the video and um <laughs> so at one point you were barely in the video <laughs> it's, it's funny because that's it's true and i absolutely love that yeah. because that's how my birthday party should have been and it absolutely was um and because everybody was the star of the show mm-hmm, on my birthday party true. that was what i wanted it to be and so um there were some people outside playing um on the deck and at one point I don't know like Eva went to go interview Jack and at some point you literally watch their hands like intertwine they're like <laughs> not meaning to but you could totally watch and see that they held it for a moment and that was when we all knew we were like now hold on there some chemistry yeah, yeah. so um we like started talking and then dating and just that um like a breakthrough of just being like not only understanding what a relationship is a long-term relationship but like feeling that love and like also just I don't know like that's just been a really big change for me and it's um you know it's been like hard to honestly accept that like I can be in love and that is like something I'm worthy of and I'm so happy that like I found literally I mean I know David talked about it in his episode if you heard David's episode um about Jack because he's good friends with Jack too of just like how good of a person he is how kind he is how patient how like just he's so positive all all of these amazing things and um he's made something that's been kind of a difficult process like so much easier and um but yeah and so definitely I think worth it um Especially because you're the oldest of three, mm-hmm. and your younger sister got married, and would you say that added on like a little bit of pressure for you? Not really. Good for you. Um, not really. No, like she was a child bride. Yeah. She was twenty three. <laughs> 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 so I was like, mm, maybe you should. Like, I was like, are you sure about yeah. this? Like, I was literally like, not like I was totally support her, but like I was right. I, in a joking way. I was like, right, of course. Do you need me to like help you get What's out? Like, blink twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, because I mean, it was, she was so young. I was just like, what is going on? And I've always like. I have plenty of friends that are like, if you are one of those people that 
you know, all your friends are engaged and married and having babies and you're like pressuring. I have so many friends that are like single and happy and doing their own thing. And like, I not saying that my breakthrough was like, oh, I have to have someone, but um, because I was very happy and like fulfilled in my single life. It's just been the the breakthrough of adjusting and like being, I guess, the self-confidence in that area. That's been more of a breakthrough for me and being able to realize that. And I think you can do that on your own. Yeah. I think just for me, it was kind of like, coming to terms with something I'd never been really challenged with. Yeah. Um, do you so go yeah. to therapy? I do go to therapy. Yeah. Would you say it's helped you? Yes, nice. definitely. Um, I think I had been going to therapy a few months before we met or before we started dating really. And it helped me to like be ready for that process and just be like more, more confident as a human and like work on that. So, um, I can't give all the credit to Jack. <laughs> um, <laughs> you worked really yeah. hard on yourself. Yeah. So working hard on myself while also being like, and like my therapist says, you know, you're new at this. Yeah. Um, and so that is something that I've always like, if there's anything in your life, like you're new at this, like don't beat yourself up for something that you've never done or not yeah. really done. And like you're new at, and like you're growing in this. And so that was something that was like embarrassment, but I've trying to be like, this is fun. This is new. I, I'm going to struggle a little bit, but I'm, you know, adjusting, giving yourself grace, which I think is awesome. Well, cool. All right. So then let's move it on to question number three, Eva, what's the weirdest (laughs) thing you do that makes complete sense to you, but not many people around you? Um, I have a lot of things that I could say for this. We could go all day. Um, we could go all day, but I swallow my gum. (laughs) Just like all the time. Like, I mean, I don't chew gum that often. Do you guys, do you remember like back in, Middle school, <laughs> high school, like you would open a pack of that five gum <laughs> with those like big commercials, and you people would every quarter of the class like, mm-hmm, it was crazy. can I have some? Can I, can I have a piece? Can I have a piece? And like you were that most popular person if you had that pack of gum, and I just felt like I don't know what it was. We were just yeah. sitting at school all day. Like, was gum more popular back then? <laughs> like it was used as a concentration. Now we have fidget toys. That's true. That's true. Um, I can't stand gum for the record. Like, oh yeah, chew it, hate the texture, so, hate the idea of it. Yeah, so I definitely chew it less often. I have like a thing in my car. Yeah, and I just like if I'm like, oh shit, I, oh crap, wait, can I cuss? Fuck it up, <laughs> you can cuss all over this podcast. I didn't mean like I haven't said is the c word. Um, oh true. And that's out of respect yes. for people that don't like it. Yes, agreed. So, um, so I like keep it in there like oh shit I, br- I didn't brush my teeth that day yeah. or like something like that so that's the only time I really chew it now um but still to this day if I have it if right. I'm given it I will swallow it it's just and <laughs> do you remember like people be like oh it stays in your stomach yeah. for some years like there could be just layers and layers on gum on my under my stomach from high school <laughs> just, give it 10 more years I know we'll see have a problem. well yeah it has been 10 years since high school damn I feel old um so it's yeah. probably past by now <laughs> It stays in your yeah. body for like seven years or something, but then it leaves. Yeah. Isn't that what it is? I don't think that's scientific, but oh, that's what I was told. It isn't. I have no idea. But that, that one makes sense. <laughs> I didn't use gum. I had mints. Uh, and so I popped my little mint container. I love that was oh. a universal experience. It was. It was terrible. But I always like, everybody be like, do you have any gum? Absolutely not. Gross. Wait, why don't you like it? It is disgusting. Gum is like the weirdest thing on the planet that people are like, oh yeah, I'm going to put this in my mouth. I'm going to chew it. And then you're not supposed to swallow it. You are supposed to spit it out. (laughs) What do you mean? Then what am I putting in my mouth? And it tastes weird and the texture's weird. 
and I've mm-hmm. never been a fan. And the only time that I've ever really been surrounded by gum, because nobody's like a big gum chewer in my family, is except for on planes, because my sister has an ear thing. Like, oh, like, chewing yeah, gum yeah. on a plane or something yeah. helps. That's interesting. I didn't um, know that about you. Almost however many years of friendship. And when have you ever seen me chew gum? No, I know. But just like you that's know. what I'm saying. I like I just and you I don't. I don't day. hang around people that chew gum that often. I'm gonna be honest with you. If you chew gum, we're Dang. probably not that close. I can't stand it. <laughs> we am finding out a lot. We are not. It's like yeah. the same topic. Mm. Um, what's an activity even that helps you connect to your best self? Um. I love thrifting. I got in my family's like my mom has always been like an antique person. We yeah. always grew up like going to antique malls and stuff. And then um, like I always kind of thrifted. But through the pandemic, um, I was like, OK, um, going to simply throw on my mask. And what else do I have to do? Right, like, right. Um, like once things started opening back up, like I'll just go to the thrift store. And um I really fell in love with it. I know a lot of my friends are like, oh, I feel like my style is stuck in me in college or like 2017 or whatever. And I feel the same. I felt the same way. So it really helped me find my style. I love that it's, you know, environmentally helpful. I love that everything you're like finding is unique. I'm wearing head to toe thrifted right now. (laughs) Head to toe. Icon legend. Um, Except for, yeah. But anyway. Nope, we don't. (laughs) We don't need to put that in there. (laughs) Cut that out, cut that out. No, I won't. No, please. Like, no, of course, of course. I'll um, but, um, but yeah, I love that and I highly recommend, yeah. like, it's something that takes a lot of time and can, like, take patience, but it can be so rewarding. It can help you find your style. Obviously, it's, like, it can be better for the environment, better yeah. for our world, like, less wasteful. Yeah. Um, and I think it also just helps you realize it's been helpful for me like with money and stuff too so highly recommend uh eva is like a top tier thrifter (laughs) um half of my wardrobe at this point if honestly not 75 percent i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real about 75 percent of my wardrobe right now is thrifted because of eva because Mm -hmm. eva just pays attention and she looks and she can really take her time in a thrift store which is something that i don't always have the patience for yes i commend you immensely it's helped like grow my patience and like just grown some of that self-confidence kind of thing of taking the time being confident what I'm choosing what I want to wear trying things out Um, so yeah so I love that and then also working out um I always did sports growing up um but what sport did you play I played field hockey (laughs) I played I played a lot tennis and swim but I wasn't like good with them um but the sports that say (laughs) the sport that I the records (laughs) (laughs) Um, the people that witnessed it um but field hockey like I was good at it was like my big sport it was big at my high school and I loved it and I played it in college I played club and so I was always kind of I always had some athletic activity just built in like being basically being forced to do it um and so after graduating and first year teaching is another level of just I think first year out of college in general is just so yeah. hard for a lot of people big um so it's a big adjustment and then it's taken me four years or so to like get into a routine and when I moved to Richmond I joined a gym burn boot camp um like I don't think <laughs> it really I don't know <laughs> I don't think it really matters like what gym I don't right. like know if I want to say that gym, but shout out. yeah shout out um that's true that's true but just in general like any kind of gym and like having a class to go to having the routine has been so helpful for like and all my friends that all go to the gym say the same thing like it's more for our mental health I mean yes it's great to work out but it's so nice to like 
I sleep better. I feel like I can <laughs> put the demons away. Yeah. Um, so it's been really good to have that. And then like before that, I was walking a lot. Um, and so those things like I always was forced to do. I feel like a lot of us have that experience of being forced to do it. Yeah. And so being able to find the different ways that I want to move my body or like it feels good for me. Yeah. Um, whether it's walking, whether it's doing YouTube videos or whatever else, like dance videos or, or class. Um, has been really helpful and like makes me feel just like a better human yeah and um better better mentally I love that well good for you thank you I always have appreciated your love for the gym and not even like the gym like just your workout classes um because I do think that it's beneficial to be able to have people that hold you accountable that are Mm -hmm. going and so it creates a good friend group you Mm -hmm. know um unless you do like what's like one of the cult ones um, I mean, CrossFit can be. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but sorry if there's CrossFit listeners. Yeah, I know one of my roommates wasn't. She like loved it, but it, yeah. yeah, like I, th- I think it can be. I think anything it just like matters how you yeah do it. Like yeah. if you, um, I don't know, like do whatever you love. Like right. you know, just it. just like everything in moderation. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be all day every day. All day every day. I yeah. Okay. Moving on to question number four, Eva. What is the trauma that has shaped you, or you are still working to break through? All right, buckle in. <laughs> <laughs> in um, so, growing up, yeah. I um, had a very difficult relationship with my dad, my father, um, and he was someone who was not to like diagnose him, but like narcissistic. Um, he throughout my childhood. He was in the military, he was in the Marines, he was very strict, um, wasn't really a, like, he was away a lot. Yeah. Um, he, I don't really remember, have that, that many fond memories of him, smiling, being kind. It was a lot of strict, you know, do this, um, a lot of, like, withholding things. Yeah. Um, and as I started to get older, um, it got worse. Um, my relationship his relationship with my mom was very bad. He was very um, emotionally uh, emotionally abusive to her. Yeah. Um, I would even say, like, domestic abuse. I mean, it, it was bad. Yeah. It was a really bad situation. I ev- Every year, I find out more. My mom has been, is the sweetest, most amazing human ever. Literally love her. And she has hid a lot of things. Or not hid, but just didn't want to talk about it, didn't want us to, like, change our opinion of our dad. She's protecting you guys. Trying yeah. to protect us, and she's been, she's so wonderful. But I think sometimes she almost went the opposite way of, like, not showing us things. And yeah. I find out things, like, every year. I, I just keep finding out things that he did. Um, like, eventually, she left my dad when we were going, I was going into eighth grade, and she said she had $40 in her bank account. She spent all summer restoring a house in secret um, with her friends and, like, donations basically from our church. Like, they basically gave the house and um, said if you repair it, then there's going to be, like, two interns that live above and you can live on the bottom. Um, And she just, like, I can't believe she did it. Um, He would, like, withhold money. He was, I mean, just lots of lots of things. Um, But to us, he, like, or to me, um, he was... Just, I mean, lots of things, but especially as I started to get older, um, he would calm on my weight a lot. Um, I remember specifically we were at this um, on base um, in Quantico, 
and we were at this like buffet thing and my whole like my grandma was in town other people and my sister's like ran up to the dessert table and like buffet your kid you were crazy yeah, yeah. and they grab all this stuff and i grab a couple of cookies and he goes put those down oh my god and i'm 10 i'm 10 and i put them down and just watch my sisters get to eat like whatever they want mm-hmm. and just from then on like comments i I pretty much remember crying almost every day yep. of fifth grade. Um, it was a really bad environment. Um, he was, like, never happy with what we did. Like, yeah. it was always, like, it's like, okay, you can get a cell phone when you do this and you get great good grades and you get to do this. And then you would do it and he'd be like, no, here's – you have to do something else. Yeah. Um, and so when my mom left my dad, I – it was so much better, but we yeah. still had to go see him. We still had to be with him. And then just as I grew up in college and adult, my mom, again, was very, very sweet. Didn't want us to, like, change our opinion. She didn't want to talk badly of him, all of that. But she would be like, oh, you, you know, you don't want to go see your dad. Go, you know, I, I feel, go see your dad. And, like, you know, where my sisters, we would all, like, we would just be like, oh, we feel bad. We haven't seen him. Right, we'll right, we'll right. go over for Easter or Christmas or um, whatever. And just every time I went especially as I got older it was never fun never a pleasant experience like I never had a good time and it would always be especially um I'm a teacher a history teacher he got more and more conservative he got more and more religious as we grew up like more radical I would say just he didn't even like know who I was right like he never really met my friends he never like he would it was weird because he was like he would come to things like he would come to games and stuff but like he wouldn't really talk. He he never would be like, say I came home from, you know, um, first couple of years out of college. I'd come home, and he wouldn't be like, hey, how are you? Right. What's going on? He'd be like, how's work? Are you going to the gym? Are you going to church? Are you dating anyone? And it was like, That's okay, miserable. like, no, what's that? Like, hey, hey, how are you? Right. <laughs> that mean? Like, like that yeah, was yeah. N- like it was none of that. Right. And um, I so and then it started just to be like. I remember one time I called him. I was in a short pump parking lot, and I felt guilty. I hadn't called him in a few weeks. And he, the first thing, he's like, oh, we just got out of church. Um, and then he doesn't ask me how I am. He doesn't say it. He just is like, so what about that critical race theory that I'm hearing? And I'm like, Dad, I've told you a million times. Not only do I not want to talk about this, like, that's the only thing you want to talk about, but also I've told you, like, it's not – it doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, that is – that that's not a thing. Yeah. And if you don't believe your own daughter – who, like, is teaching this. And, like, I'm not going to get through to you. Yeah. You're not respecting my wishes. I don't talk about the things that I do that I know would upset you. Right. Like, I don't talk about what I do in my free time that you would be upset with or yeah. what I believe. And so yeah. I just go on a rant. I'm like, I do believe that kid, kids should be able to use the bathroom. I, I do believe we should. And yes, I just go on this Eva. whole list. And I was like, this, like, I can't talk to, like, to you anymore until you respect that I don't, like, I don't want to be talked about these things. And I hung up and um badass yeah thank you (laughs) going to being through therapy like going to therapy that was kind of like the moment I was like I need to be in therapy I need to be talking about this and I had a lot of guilt especially of just being he's my dad he's family like he's blood and And what does that exactly and that's my therapist like I was like if this relationship is traumatic to you emotionally like emotional trauma 
you are reliving the trauma you went through as a kid. Yeah. There's no benefit to you in this relationship. Like you're not getting anything out. He's not changing. He's not respecting your wishes. Then this is not a healthy, this is doing way more harm than good. Yeah. And if the only reason, and like, that's what I would say is the biggest like lesson I learned is like, just because someone's related to you does not mean that they can like, you can, they can treat you like that and you can go through that trauma. And so, um, I basically was like, okay, if you can agree to just not talk about those things, we can have a relationship and he never has. And like, um, yeah, and that's, so it. that's it. Like, so I haven't talked to him. I mean, I've, I've like seen him at a wedding and stuff and like, but I haven't talked to him since. I haven't seen him since. I was going to say, how was that? And I feel so much better. Yeah. Like, I hate to, I mean, it's hard no. to admit, but it's, yeah. I feel so much better not having to be, go to his house, not having to talk to him because we don't have that relationship and I feel so much better. So if anyone else is like going through a situation with family, like I'm not advocating that, like, you know, just cut off people, but like, cut them all out. Yeah. <laughs> but it, if it is something that is so damaging to you and it's not helpful and it's not like, you know, beneficial to you in any way, it's harming you more. Like just the, the only reason can't just be that they're family. Right. Um, like, and uh, that's, that's the biggest lesson I learned. And it's also hard. I mean, they're parents and they're the mm-hmm. ones that are supposed to guide you. Mm-hmm. And how crazy is it that someone that isn't your blood is the one that had to guide you through this circumstance? Like, yeah. it's really interesting to think about um, you also just, again, being the oldest daughter and having to set the example and um, knowing that your younger sisters, I mean, do they still have a relationship with your dad? They do, yeah. So, and like, they're, I mean, I think we all have our own I guess like probably you know issues with him in different relationships with him right um but they still have a relationship and i think they're still struggling with it and still figuring it out on their ends um and you're like yeah y'all just wait <laughs> hurry up and catch up yeah <laughs> it's good on this side yeah. yeah um i just love that Lori is the kind of shining star yeah she's such a great human and i love her like she i i once had a do a presentation in a college class. I didn't ball. Like, I was like, my mom is the best. <laughs> and she really is like the nicest human she and is. so great. But yeah, I had a conversation with her too. Just being like, Hey, like, I love that you did that. And you were trying to make sure that you weren't yeah. like turning us against him. But like he didn't enough. You didn't right. have to do any, like, right. You know, you didn't have to like try to make it like there was no hiding what he was doing basically yeah. or how, sucky he was would you if i needed to get a divorce would you help me renovate a home secretly oh over the of summer? course i would that's a movie. and Lori, you know Lori would too oh i know i, I mean Lori did my dad i mean <laughs> please um but i just think that that is so powerful yeah um and just powerful of just like what friendship is yes. um versus what a marriage license or blood says yes um yeah. so i appreciate you sharing i know that's a lot and kind of a hard hitting factor, but you did everything right, and I'm just really proud of you for taking that step for yourself. So You're welcome, Holmes. Love you. Um, all right, we're gently moving on to question number five, which is going to be: What are some common barriers that prevent people from being authentic and fully true to themselves? Um, I mean, I think who you surround yourself with. Like, if you, I not to dive back into that, yeah. but <laughs> for, ex- <Head> first. <laughs> for example, I'm just going to do this really sh- quickly. But, um, when I was in early middle school, I was like, just not the same person I am today. Yeah. And I remember like, I basically, all my friends that I still have from like middle school, high school, like late middle school, high school, I met after my mom moved us out. And I felt like I really could become myself and I really could because I was out of that that toxic situation, um, or mostly out of it. Um, yeah. And so I think when I'm with my 
bestest homies, you included. Love um, I really feel like myself. And when I'm not, which doesn't happen very often, but when, you know, you're put in a position um, with people that just, like, bring you down or not their best, then, you know, I think it just it shows and it shows how you how you act and how you feel yeah absolutely um what would you say to people that feel like they can't be authentic and fully true to themselves um you know I would say don't lose yourself like sometimes we have to be put in those positions I think I know that's one of your questions I mean I know because I listen to the podcast every week (laughs) like everyone should um and um I know that like that's one of your questions is like how do you get through a situation um so sometimes you have to like that's gonna happen you're gonna be put in that position so like try not to lose yourself um in for example a situation not really affected by people because it was covid so we were around people i was a really big extrovert i've always been an extrovert i still am an extrovert but covid was really hard for that and so i had to like connect with myself and like come to terms with that and like what i want and that was a really I'm a big people pleaser, so that was really, I was like, oh, what do I want? Like, now that I'm not surrounded by people, what do I want? What do I want to do? Um, You know, how do I deal with this? How do I not focus so much? I'm still struggling with that. Like, I'm very, I'm still such a strong people pleaser. And I just want, like, it's really hard for me to not just focus on what other people want or what they um, think is best or, like, how they're reacting to me. So I would just say take that time to get to know yourself set the boundaries surround yourself with good people that are gonna remind you yeah um I know you've said this uh, before on the podcast but like I think you are absolutely one of those people that can like take me aside or like can be like okay you're you know you're not being yourself or like do you need a nap do you need food like and I and okay, can we're going home. Uh, <laughs> yes. wrap this up yeah I can kind of see that and can kind of I can have those conversations with so I think um do it for yourself, but also surround yourself with good people. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to um, go back a little bit and I know this is, mm-hmm. you know, but I want to talk about people pleasing. Where do you feel like that comes from for you? Um, Probably Lori as yeah. she is such a wonderful human, but I mean, all my, I mean, maybe it's just genetic too. I don't know. Um, we're all people pleasers. And I think that can be such a good quality. I oh, love that yeah. about myself. Yeah. I love that I'm empathetic. Like it helps when you're trying to listen to a 12 year old, explain their video games and every detail of them yeah um or you know you're listening you're to very a, gentle yes <laughs> you're listening listen. to a friend or whatever yeah. it might be but then sometimes I I do feel like it is to my detriment where I'm like I could have one interaction that's negative like someone you know just like you're standing on my blanket and I will think about it for three days yeah and saying, yeah, I can't yeah. just not think about like people like don't think about what you know, others think of you. That's really hard for me. So, yeah. um, so I think it's something that me and all my, like my sisters and my mom have. Um, and I, I love that about all of us, but it also can be yeah. a negative. Have you ever taken the Enneagram test? Yes. Are you a type two? Um, I don't remember what I was. I think okay. I was like a five or five. All right. Never mind. A type two is like a, uh, the helper. I, mm. I, but I will say like people pleasing, I think you have like a, uh, uh, my um ENFJ like it we was, are the same. It was like the helper yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought. Oh, uh, it is. I thought uh, we had the same. Uh, the diplomat. One. Yes, we're diplomat. Yes, that's yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So kind of. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, no, I just wanted. I just think that that is. It is. It's a great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great. What is the? It's a skill. I honestly yes. feel like because it also works in like 
customer service and also mm-hmm. just likability factors. Um, I mean, you're literally always just the social butterfly in the room. Like so you can nice. always jump in and like have a conversation with anybody. Um, so it's a very versatile skill. Um, oh, I totally forgot what question I was about to ask you and I'm so sorry. Um, we'll just move along. Question number six, Eva, you find yourself in a space where you aren't able to be true to who you are. How do you respond? Um, I think David kind of said this in a nicer way, but like be fake as hell, (laughs) you know, um, sometimes for our jobs, for like whatever situation, like I sometimes find it better and like more protective to like be fake. Yeah. Um, I know the podcast is literally called be Be true. true. (laughs) Hey, that's the whole point. You gotta be true. But, um, but I think sometimes like in those situations, like, I mean, I know I have to do this. It's a short, usually a short duration. Yeah. I'm just like. I think sometimes just being fake is, like, more protective for me. Like, yeah. it's almost like an armor. Um, and so it's not something I do all – like, I'm not saying, like, I would do it all the time. Right. But I think we'd say most of the time I am true to myself. <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of time, like, I would say, like, um, you know, that definitely comes in handy. And, like, right. definitely is uh, something that needs to be done sometimes. Well, I think about, too, just, again, with your dad – um, having to go over there for holidays or anything mm-hmm. like that. In those instances, before things started really heating up, um, I feel like, you know, you would just have to be fake. You would just have to yes. smile, say thank you, and then leave. So when you're kind of like accustomed to that and you're doing that kind of frequently, it only makes sense to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, we're not trying to rock the boat. Who's trying to cause a yes. scene at Christmas? And if you are, good for you, but it ain't for yeah. us. You <laughs> like, know? It doesn't like, need to happen every time. Right, you exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, so I don't think that it's like a bad thing to be fake. I mm-hmm. think that it is – I mean, I – I love a performance. I will get an Uber and fake an accent so quick, you know, just for fun. We love that. Um, So I think that that's completely fair. But if you are going into a space where you aren't able to be true to yourself, were like, are you always able to prepare yourself, maybe like mentally or physically for this situation? Yeah. I mean, I would say just like, you know, going into it, like, oh, Bob's coming. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) You just kind of like, no, okay. Or like, oh, I'm going to this family situation. So yeah, I think you just kind of, um, as long as you know, I think a lot of us, have, a lot of people have said this on the podcast, as long as you know about it ahead of time, yeah, it's usually okay. It's like when it's a surprise that it can be really, yeah. um, can be difficult to be like, oh, okay, now I have to like put on this face and, right. you know, or like facade. Sorry, I have burp. Excuse, oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse you. <laughs> excuse me. I'm drinking a lot of water. Um, but no, that makes sense. Okay. Question number seven, Eva, what is your biggest takeaway in life that has become your driving force in life? Um, I would say you get out what you put in. Mm -hmm. Um, so sometimes you have to know like how much effort to put, like how much effort to put in, um, and then when to take your space. Um, and just, I don't know, like, I guess when that comes to like things and projects and stuff, but also like just being a good person, like if you want the world to be a better place or you want to be a good person and like putting that into the I heard somewhere like a negative comment or negative energy can like bring can make people go switch over to being negative a lot faster than someone being positive um and so I think just trying to be a good a good person and be positive and bring that into the world um when sometimes it doesn't feel like that's always easy um and my mom is like my best role model for that she's just like invites people like oh this is this you know our neighbor this is so and so invites them over for easter dinner thanksgiving dinner and like always oh they needed help like they needed a job so i had them do that or they you know we 
I brought them over dinner, like whatever it might be. She just continues. Lauren let me live out of her house basically for, yeah. <laughs> for free. Yeah. yeah, like she just like goes out of her way, and like yeah. I can't say that I do that all the time yet. But I kind of aspire to be that kind of person that can yeah. just be putting in good into the world. I guess, yeah. If that makes um, sense. For the record, obviously, Eva's not going to sit here and be like, I'm the best person in the world. <laughs> but that's exactly what Eva is. Eva absolutely does give out everything. Does, you know, if I've had a bad day, she'll bring me Sonic. Like, she's that kind of friend. So, for the record, she's obviously not going to be like, you know, oh, I'm obviously the best person. But she is, just so everybody knows. Well, that's kind of you. Um, oh, of course. Um, okay. So... How are we at question number eight? Question number eight, Eva. I don't want this to stop. You're my BFF. <laughs> um, okay. I know you didn't give me an intro at I, the beginning. Because, 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 fine, we'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. And it's because I wanted. You don't want me to call you out no, <laughs> on your. No, I wanted to like, I don't want it to like, we just know how special you are in my mm. life. Like literally you're the top best friend of the list. Keep it like, going. You know, I could do this for a year. Like Eva has literally seen me at my absolute highest. Eva has seen me at my absolute lowest. Eva has seen me in literally every single situation possible. And it's literally Same. just been like, cool. Well, see you tomorrow, you know? And that's the entire energy that I need. And I think it was really like when we lived together, I was mm-hmm. just like, this is my homie for life. We have this. Other than when I left the, um, food over spring break or... to be fair that was when we were moving in or oh moving yeah, yeah, out. yeah yeah true. when we moved oh my god when we moved out eva had made food and she left it in the fridge for months before we went back and cleaned that place for the last time and it was insanity it smelled so bad and we literally started like i feel like heaving. that's the only time that you've been like N- i don't know if i want to be your i was just really mad like i was just <laughs> couldn't believe that that was the last we were you have saying our last goodbyes and we were walking into that stench we were like what is that smell um but no i uh I just have always appreciated your friendship, mm. and um, we had this moment in our uh, last year living together where we were just in towels listening <laughs> to the Sam Smith album, and you can't just be that comfortable with a person and not, like, I don't know, like, even just during COVID, like, we we both went through such mm. a big building time of ourselves and um, just kind of growing into what we we're learning because yeah. we actually had to be forced to sit down and think about what we would want. Yes, um, we're very similar in that way. Yes, um, and I think just we've had so many great memories together mm-hmm. and just trips and there's just like literally no one I'd rather live seven blocks away and except for this one time where <laughs> even I had to ride scooters for the it was the first <laughs> time I was we were literally we were just we were trying to go see someone who was running in a race and. Long story short, we were on these scooters and we were hungry and we were sweating and I had never ridden a scooter and I'm just not that thrill seeker. You know, he was like flying down the road. He was like nine miles per hour. I'm like, so scared. I'm like, where are we? Why are we on these bumpy sidewalks? We're, we're literally in Arlington Cemetery and it's like, it you cannot not- ride here. And we were like, birds stopped. Yeah. They were like, no. And then we turned and there was what, like 200 yeah. military it was like guys. The, it was like the whole army. The entire <laughs> army like going on a run. And we were like trying <laughs> <laughs> to like walk these scooters oh, through. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that was a moment where like me and her just started bickering and then we were like, Why are we even fighting? This is ridiculous. <laughs> like we're fine. Um, but like even then I don't think it would ever waver. Um no, just because like you're just you've never wavered as a human being and like as an individual. Mm. So no, you didn't get an intro, but you did get an outro. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. Question number eight, Eva. What's a question you want to ask the audience listening today? Um, what is one little thing that you can do for someone else this week or, um, you know, maybe a person you can reach out to, like basically one, one way you can just put some good out into that world and, um, 
like something small and check in on your friend or check into someone you haven't talked to in a couple of years or do you believe in but, karma i kind of do yeah yeah like i think i don't know i just think it's good to put good in the world yeah um and yeah i guess i, I guess i do believe it kind of like comes back to you or comes um and yeah so i think it doesn't need to be anything big and it also could like be beneficial to you like yeah oh yeah Nice to talk to this person I haven't talked to in three years. I was going to say, ask them to go to your favorite restaurant. Like, exactly. If you have to get something out of it, then make it fun. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that's just, you know, putting more good out there. And, um, yeah. All right. That's Any last say. final thoughts, Eva? No. Love you, homies. Love you more. And I love all of the homies listening. Um, forever and always have a great rest of your day. And don't forget to be true to you.